All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. Welcome to the Real Life Podcast, as this is intense, man. Yeah. Michelle and Wanye. It's like the end of Big Brother, and there's only <laughs> two people left in the house. We just stare at each other. I've never watched Big Brother, man. <laughs> I know, I've never have. Really? I, and everyone in this building watches Big Brother. I, everyone does. it's it, i think it's just because in our house like there's no hockey obviously in the summertime yep. we're like well now what are we supposed to stare at and yell at and big brother just fits the void perfectly that is smart i know I, I one of my coworkers here says it's the perfect show to watch when there isn't anything else on like yeah. it knows when to come back yeah like just perfect right in that time and so, if you don't watch early on in the season you don't get like hooked on a couple yeah. loser characters and a couple winner characters yeah. you don't care Okay. Right? Like if you come in midway through, you're like, who are all these people? But if you watch like week one, when everyone comes in, they're like, here's how I'm going to dominate. And here's my game plan. You're like, Mm-mm, that ain't going to fly. I went to Nate. This is the real life podcast. By yes, the way. of course it is. Yes. 1.4 yes. million parts. Finning. Canada. Finning. One point. No, it's actually 1.5. If, if round, go. Yes. I Man, watch- well, we spent the summer watching <laughs> Big Brother. Finning added 100,000 parts to the inventory. I went to Nate with a guy who was on Big Brother. <gasps> Kevin was his name. No, the recent anybody years? listening right now, it's not this season's Kevin, I'm sure, who's an elderly so. gangster from Chicago. No, Boston. it was not him. No, it's Kevin. Uh, I don't even recall his Like last Big name. Brother Canada. Yeah, Big Brother Canada. Did yeah. he monetize afterwards and do like bikini car wash judges? And... I'm not sure. I'll try to track ah, him down. We'll get him on an episode of the Yes, I will track him down. That would be amazing. He was a couple semesters below me, but yes, he is claiming to fame he was on Big Brother. I remember being at the Pint, I think it was one. Well, it was the Pint, but I can't remember who it was came through, but he was like a Canadian Big Brother oh, dude. Okay. 
You would have thought he'd won a Grammy. <laughs> like he was six guy booted out and he wheeled in. He's just like, yeah, what's up? Oh, Check awesome. me out. And like he just had that look about him of somebody who was either famous or thought he was. And Reality stars are the best. Do you remember Boston Rob from Survivor? Yes. I met Boston Rob at an Oiler game once. He's a very nice guy, but he did oh, have he? that air about him like, Hey, man, I was on season nine of Survivor. I'm kind of a big deal. Here, I just think so. that's so charming. Like, I love that. I'm like, good for you. If this is what you needed to feel like you could look down your nose at people, <laughs> congratulations. Because I believe he met his wife on the show, or they were on together. But I they, think so. They're at, like, a bridal convention. It's like, who can we get to draw attention to this convention? Yeah. Let's bring in Boston Rob. I think it was Amber was his wife's name? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, Either yeah, way, yeah. yeah. So, so reality TV stars. Well, you redeemed yourself, because, I mean, you might not watch Big Brother, but you can name that Boston Rob married Amber, so that's good. There you go. Survivor was good. I really liked the the premise of yep. Survivor, and then they did was it Survivor Africa one year? That was the third or fourth one I wanted. Yeah, to say. yeah, that's when I checked out. Same with me, actually. Yeah, really. Yeah, religiously the first two or three seasons, and then just kind of really fell off. Because I felt like the the when I found out that they'd rigged that thing with the remember when they they killed the boar with oh, the spear, yeah. I was like, wow, this Lord is really flies. Survivor. Exactly. <laughs> like I honestly thought when Survivor came out, it was going to be a show about people having to survive. Yeah. And then remember how, like, as it leaked out, like, they actually got to sleep in real things, yeah. and then there was tents and air conditioning, and then when they faked the bore, I was like, no, 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 no. I have a friend of mine, two friends, actually. They have watched every single episode of Survivor. Unbelievable. And it's still to this day. It's like season 20-something. Every single episode they have watched. That's so impressive. That's a lot of time commitment. I man. would mock them, but we watched the entire yeah. decade of darkness exactly. without interruption. It, with, so. that, without missing game. Uh, we have a lot to get to. We but do. We're very busy. There's only two of us. We've yeah, got only the work of, of three men easily to but do. We have so much to talk about. Uh, yeah. But first, we want to talk a little bit about what's going on like way south of the border. Not in America. Yeah. You can do 20 hours no, on what's going no, on. The no, yeah. But a place you're really familiar with, Mexico, has been yeah. hit recently with some oh, devastating... Oh, man. Today earth. they had a 7.1 earthquake. And, you know, this might... I, I still don't quite understand how this podcast works and what we're supposed to talk about and stuff so it might just be some days like what popped into your head yep. but watching the videos i was actually on a conference call with a bunch of people in mexico oh wow one of my companies were in mexico like that's the bulk of our market we have a lot of our team down there and i'm on the call with these guys and they're like hey man we like we're, everyone's getting whatsapp messages we got to go like something's happened in mexico city and two of the neighborhoods that got smoked the hardest condesa and la roma and roma norte though i lived in those places oh wow like, i probably lived there for five months in the last three years and Condesa especially like it's like Soho it's 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 a cosmopolitan place there's a lot of interesting things happening but very old buildings oh. right and and Mexico City being the second largest city in the world and it's wild right like yeah. there's no rhyme or reason in that place you're like oh I have an empty lot I'm building a skyscraper next to a 7-Eleven <laughs> and no one can say anything just thinking about how difficult it must be down there right now with dozens of buildings collapse like the average person in Mexico City, 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 city spends two hours a day in traffic, if you can believe Holy that. Smokes. So if you can imagine trying to get emergency equipment through all these yeah. um, uh, congested roads, and I was watching some some live stuff on uh, uh, online, and like, you know, a collapsed building, and there's 500 people standing on the rubble with buckets trying to get people out, and like, how are you going to get a cat in there to actually move rubble, and how, they're going to probably have to chopper stuff in or something. Like, this is going to be a long cleanup and I don't know what the hell is going on in the world. There's a hurricane every 15 minutes. And I feel like Mexico, especially in Canada, like it's the danger, danger of the single narrative, right? Where you just hear one thing about a place over and yeah, over and exactly. over. Right. And like as Canadians, we're like Mexico, sweet. Like I've been doing all inclusive and got drunk and lived like a warlord for 10 days. But like Mexico city is a lovely, lovely city. And it's a very, it's a very hard life down there. Right. Yeah. Like imagine you're from the second most populous city in the world. And you know, there isn't the basic social infrastructure structure that we're used to. Right. There isn't welfare. There isn't, you know, social agencies and stuff like that. These poor people are going to be just stretched to the limit by this. So 
you know, heart goes out to you, Mexico City. Yeah, I think I have a couple of kids down there I don't know about, maybe <laughs> some secret ex-wives and stuff like that. I hope everybody's okay. And, you know, in all honesty, my friends that I have down there, real friends don't grow on trees, right? Absolutely. And they let this weird, giant Canadian internet guy come down, and they hung out with me like they're they're my real friends, right? And I, you know, think about people like that because, yeah. you know, this is going to imagine that happened here, right? And now Absolutely. imagine we had 34 times the population that Edmonton does and, like, three times the footprint. Yeah. No, and it's. I'm sure you've learned since you launched the nation that there's Oilers fans everywhere. So if there's any Oilers fans that are listening right now, in Mexico, we're keeping you. Hopefully, we're keeping you in your thoughts. Yeah, we're keeping you in our. Well, thoughts. I hope that you get your fair share of international aid, right? Yeah. Because I think with the states right now, you know, hurricane after hurricane, this could be something that gets brushed, you know, by the wayside. Yeah. There was a crazy earthquake in Mexico, I think, like 45 days ago, and it was the strongest earthquake in ages. And strangely enough, Mexico City was hit with an earthquake, 1985 today. Really? That September 19th, 1985, wow. Mexico City got, like, flattened parts of it by an earthquake. Holy so, smokes. yeah, I hope uh, I hope everybody, you know, pulls through the immediate chaos and the yeah. long-term construction. One so. thing I've learned about you is, like, I've always kind of heard that you're a well-traveled guy, but, like, the places you have been are outstanding. It seems like Mexico City. Like, I'm, I've never been to Mexico. I've never even been to one of those all-inclusive resorts. You but sure? it just seems like you've seen a lot of parts of this world, and it's kind of really opened your eyes to just stuff outside of Edmonton, For right? sure, right? Like, I didn't start traveling till I was a little bit older because I had no money, and I was rather spend it on alcohol and, <laughs> you know, throwing money at strippers and stuff like that. And then I, I realized, like, you're going to, the single narrative, right? Like, you're yeah. going to really, if, you, if you're fortunate enough that you can go and see things, you should because you'll learn a lot of things, right? Like, being in Laos and seeing a guy at, like, the hand... Um, the grenade museum or whatever it was with the unexploded ordinances they have everywhere in Laos without a hand and a leg and stuff like that. Oh, like wow. you, the thing you learn is that everybody's the same all around the world. Yeah. Right. And whether you're in Mexico city or you're in Hermosillo or you're in Laos or you're in Cambodia or Vietnam, it makes the world a lot less scary if you're fortunate enough to go out and travel because everywhere I've met, all I've ever met are good people. Absolutely, man. Right? And it's funny because I, today I was like, Oh man, it snowed in Edmonton. What the F? Why do I live in such a northern hellhole? What the? And then you see something like an earthquake or, or a hurricane wheel through. There's a lot worse stuff we oh, could be yeah. facing than a little skiff of snow in September. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't actually mention this is a two man pod because Bag Milk yeah. is in Vegas right now. Doing God knows. Yeah, I was going to like, what do you think he's doing right now? Sleeping. Sleeping probably. Yeah. I guess. Just getting ready to go out on, yeah. on the night on the town is. Well, I don't really know. Like, Every time I've ever gone out with him, he's kept it so together. Oh, really? But okay. then when you like hear stories sort of in the third person about like how he used to live, we've talked about it on the yeah. show, right? Like you're not running Tiger Bar and Co-PP unless you're an animal. <laughs> that is very true. But he's yeah. just kept it so under wraps, right? I don't even actually know what he's doing down there. He's probably going to come back married, right? If we're going to be real. Oh, maybe. Maybe. That's what I'm just going to say. I'm just going to throw that out there. Start a rumor right now. Yeah. Let's start a rumor. He's going to come back married. Next week, we're going to have a... Groom showers, that yeah, a thing? Yeah, yeah, of course. We'll bring him presents yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, let's congratulate him. Like great. when uh, Gregor, what did what did Strud say? Oh, he had a kidney stone. Yeah, exactly. It was just, <laughs> it was just like that. I honestly thought he had a kidney stone and texted him, like, are you okay, buddy? He's like, oh, damn, Strud's tell people I have a kidney stone. Uh, that was a, that was that was a good couple weeks. So Bagwell, he'll be back next week probably, but we're going to let us run this show for a little bit. We, we have a lot to get to. Uh, right now on my notepad in front of me, yeah. I have... Manuel put together notes. Three notes. Yeah. Nah, barely. I have three notes. One that says wrestling, yes. Star Trek, yes. and Bag Milk in Vegas. Bag Milk in Vegas. So we've covered Bag Milk in Vegas. Yeah. You want to go to wrestling or Star Trek? Well, these are our, these are like this your, your wheelhouse. Right you in pick. my wheelhouse. It's, take, it's taken me like a month and a half to infiltrate this podcast and slowly. Yeah. It's just the Maz show. I love it. Yes. Thank uh, you wrestling. for having me on. Well, no, well, I appreciate having you. Yeah. We, we chatted a little bit about uh wrestling last week yeah how, so how are we doing for time oh, Ooh, i feel it. like i'm ron mcclain in your grapes oh no you got plenty of time, got plenty right of time. this is an hrc right uh, this... wrestling i'll just go back to the very good what is your 
last memory? When's the last time you watched wrestling? So here's the thing with yeah. wrestling. I don't know anything about it, but we're about to buy a wrestling website. And when I was talking with these wrestling guys and and whatnot, I was like, you know, I don't necessarily understand wrestling. I don't necessarily love wrestling, but I respect the fact that other people love wrestling. And I respect the fact that there's a community of super diehard fans. And the more I've been digging into it, it seems like almost being a wrestling fan was like being an Oilers fan for the decade of darkness. Like you have to be super hardcore to fly your flag, yep. but a lot of people are secretly fans mm-hmm. and that's really interesting. So maybe I'll flip it on you and tell you, ask you like, why do you love wrestling so much? I think I used to, I used to really like, it cause I was a kid during like, you know what the attitude era is, right? Like nope. when D okay. The attitude era and like, well, maybe mid to nineties really took off. That was when DX started telling everyone to suck it. Yeah. Yeah. Stone the chop. Was, yeah. He was See, flipping. the chop reached my little brain yeah, in those see, days. Right? Yeah. Austin started was flipping everyone off. He right. was attacking his boss, and that was the attitude era. That's what kind of made wrestling popular again after the 1980s boom. So like, young Majo is sitting in his house. Yes, and, and the was, TV's flickering in the corner with the rabbit ears, and you're like, "What's that glimmering image?" Yeah, and it was one of those things when my mom would say, "Yeah, stop watching that garbage." Right. So right away, I'm like, "Okay, well now I have to start watching this garbage." So how old were you when you got into it? Probably like eight or nine. And there was no particular reason. No, it's just like I saw the one, the one of the very first episodes of Monday Night Raw I ever remember taping. Uh, DX came out dressed as the Nation of Domination, and now what is probably a horribly offensive blackface costume. But I right, remember right. watching this, like, what is going on? So it kind of became started looking in the TV guide back when TV guides were a thing. Yeah, I remember yeah. TV, and then just kind of watching. Okay, and it was Monday night, and then be the pay per views, and then kind of like you said, the decade of darkness. You meet people who don't really fly that flag publicly but then when you get talking it's kind of like you speak a different language yeah you speak pig latin i speak pig latin so right away it's how i became some of my best friends have honestly become because we started talking about wrestling isn't that interesting Going way back eight or nine and there was a period maybe a few years ago where i dropped off but maybe four years ago i kind of got right back on the train again and it's just I don't watch every single minute of every single show, but with PVRs, the internet, the WWE network is yeah. the best $12. So they have I their own ever. channel. They do, yes. Okay. And All... they're showing like, oh, I literally don't yeah. know anything nope, well, they... about anything, including wrestling, but like, so they have old matches. They have, they have a bunch of original programming. They have like oh. sit down one-on-ones where they kind of break kayfabe. Basically breaking kayfabe means they, they're talking real. Like I know the undertaker is not a real dead human. Right. <laughs> He's talking in front of me. So they have, right. They've kind of let fans behind the curtain and the network, you know how they would have, they'd have monthly pay-per-views where you'd pay your 30 bucks, you know, go to buddy's house. Yeah. Now they just show those pay-per-views right on the network. Okay. So for 12 bucks, you just get kind of everything. So I find the criticism of wrestling very hilarious because people are like, it's not real. I'm like, oh. yeah, but Will and Grace isn't real. And yet I sit down and I don't actually think it's people. I don't know. I picked Will and Grace, but I don't actually pick people think they're living in an apartment together and I have this magical window on their lives. That's my favorite thing. It's like, you know, it's fake, right? And then the guy proceeds to tweet out nine things about Game of Thrones. I'm like, well, Game of Thrones also isn't real. Like, these guys are jacked. Yeah. And, and that's not fake. No, absolutely. Like, and there's the matches. They know who's going to win. Sure. Those guys still take real bumps. They're still in shape. They're still sure. working ridiculous schedules. So if yeah. you can, if you, if you can just get your brain past that and get it, honestly, some of the smartest people I know are actually wrestling fans. Isn't see, I'm very interested in monetizing. I mean, uh, helping <laughs> helping you guys love wrestling and and whatnot. So uh, a local, uh, we'll call him a personality in town because mm-hmm. I think we get to talk about it in a few weeks, but we can't yet. But I was like, so I heard you're a wrestling fan. He was just like, I am the wrestling fan. And I was like, explain yeah. it to me. And it was kind of like a similar thing to you. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got into it when I was little. It's a very similar story as to why I love the Oilers. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think it just mm-hmm. it sort of hits you in those formative years of maybe like eight to 12 yeah. where this is your thing. Yeah. And maybe it's a little bit counterculture. And right. Because not everybody likes it. And maybe mm-hmm. that's an appeal to young Majo doing yeah. his thing. And that like 
if you just showed if you showed aliens pro wrestling, they'd think we're all stupid. Right. right? It's just you you kind of have to peek back curtain and just actually understand it. You know who actually really does enjoy wrestling? I think a lot of my friends are like this, is first generation Canadians that a lot of multi-generation Canadians are growing up watching hockey and all that stuff. But say if your dad is from Scotland and yeah. he brings you over and he doesn't know about hockey, right. he's going to put you in front of the TV and watch Stampede Wrestling. Sure. I think that's that's where a lot of people kind of became fans. And like in the 80s, way before my time, but like Hulk Hogan was the biggest star on the planet. Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think that's what drew a lot of people in. He was in movies. He yeah. was doing TV shows. Yeah. Like he was kind of it's like doing the original everything. rock. Yeah, honestly, he was. Like, yeah. And that was pre-social media when how the hell did you even get big in those yeah, days exactly right? yeah. so like that's that's kind of the hell of a sex I... tape too oh. i don't know if you've watched that that was a performance for the ages that was a performance for something that i'll for tell sure you old. That, that was did he know who's gonna win that one before he started <laughs> probably probably that's, that's a joke we've made here well it's really interesting right wrestling i think like i think that it's something where you know when we're looking at business opportunities at the yeah. nation we do things with the long game in mind mm-hmm. right like we're not gonna be like oh we're gonna do this for an hour and then give up and run away like no, if we're going to do whatever it is we get into. So I've been thinking a lot about it over oh. the last few weeks. And, and you know, I'd like maybe you could come and help with yes. us with the wrestling thing. I'm right? all in favor of this, like, yes. It's got to be a genuine thing, right? Mm-hmm. And and for me, like, it's very, it's fake. If I'm like, oh, guess what? I love wrestling now. People are going to be like, no. What I can do is go and get, like, very passionate wrestling yep. fans in the media who understand, you know, what it is to be a super fan. And that's a legitimate connection. And I'm just, like, a facilitator. Yeah, like a pimp. But you're, like you're, a, you're a good pimp, pimp, though. That's oh, what you're... Thank you're you. Very you're very good pimp. pimp. You, you put people in a position to succeed, Wanye. That's well, something I've that never nice? told you on oh, this show. Well, no, sir, that's, a, that's something I believe. That. And that's what I think this new venture is going to be. I would do so many wrestling references that probably will go over <laughs> your head. But, like, there's... I'm excited because there are so many angles we can go. Edmonton is a big hotbed for wrestling. Is it? There is local. There's a local show last what? week. There's there's so many angles we can take. See, what I'm interested too in wrestling, and I'm looking at, and you'll know a lot more. But I was looking at like there's a lot of different wrestling leagues. There's yep. like Japanese wrestling, oh, and that's yeah. super successful. And then yep. there's like underground wrestling, and there's like all sorts of shit. And like I want to try and do all of it. Yeah, there's so and focus many. on all of it. There's so many. What we should do sometimes when it gets more and more official. Yeah. We will take you to a local event and you will have the time of your life. We'll pack you into like a gym at the Lions Center on a Saturday night. Yes. And it's actually you'll have the time of your life. I'm in. I'm wrestling. in for this. We're getting into it. We got to do it the old fashioned way. We got to just submerge ourselves. I think wrestling fans, I'm also like a big comic book fan. So yeah. they're kind of similar. But I feel like, and I say this lovingly because I'm one, but nerds are kind of protective of their brand exactly and that's why i don't want to yeah. interfere and be like hi new friends because well, that's not real but once you show that like no i actually care about stuff then they'll welcome you with the more the merrier man that it's like with anything it's like right? big brother in my house right <laughs> yeah, like exactly. not just anybody can wheel in and be like oh kevin i heard he's a cop we'll snap and kill you if you talk like that <laughs> um i'd love to and maybe people listening like is it a little uh, experiment like if you love wrestling and you're listening right now grab your phone and tweet us and be yeah. like i love wrestling count me in the pile yeah. it's gonna be interesting i feel like it's a secret society it of is, like yeah. wrestling fans and but it's honestly man it's slowly it's getting bigger and bigger espn did sports center live from wrestlemania for a week and like ESPN, wrestlemania was a week long you know it was the sunday but they were the few days in before like hey we're live outside of cowboy stadium wrestlemania 32 is gonna oh, wow. be like they would do stuff like that uh websites have full like teams dedicated now 
to covering wrestling. So it's, we're going to, too. Yeah, we're going like to get a whole squad and go after it. Yeah, like it's going to go back to comic books. You know why there's so many comic book movies right now? Because Hollywood realized that nerds have a lot of money and we'll, we'll go see All of it because we actually go to work in the morning. Yeah, and right? We like, haven't, like, been encumbered by girlfriends and, you know, things tapping our disposable yeah. incomes. You're like, what's that? A $300 figurine? How can I lose? There's a reason there's a comic book movie every four months. There's a reason we're getting Thor 3 in two months because they realize... Yeah, there's an untapped market. I think that's honestly what wrestling has become. Robert Downey Jr. in his solid gold G5 jet, yeah. like God bless you, nerds, yeah, as he honestly, flies over. Seriously, yeah, and that's I. I mean, I have to work three months a year, and I get to wear a suit half the time. And be and in just, front of a green screen. Yeah, Those are probably a, hard movies to film. Probably, actually, yeah. But probably. yeah, but he gets a lot of that back. Interesting. So. Well, I look. Then, Maz, you're in. You're on the yes. wrestling team, a team of two. Anybody yes. all opposed? No one's here. Perfect. Hooray! Suck on that. Yeah, milk. we're doing it. Yeah, you, you Vegas eat. weirdo with yeah. your marriage, your hurried marriage. <laughs> I really hope that's what he's doing. Actually, if that is true, congratulations. There was to tie it back into wrestling. There is an angle where a wrestler kidnapped the boss's daughter, drove to Vegas, drugged her, and got married overnight. Was this uh, McMahon's daughter? Yes, Stephanie. McMahon. Triple H. Yes. See, I was learning. There you I go. I read about it. And so then... Triple H kidnapped Stephanie McMahon and took her to Vegas and drugged her. Yes, got married. But they got married in real life. In real life, they? yes. That's isn't that an odd turn? Life imitating art. Interesting. So that was prior to their relationship. It was being kind real? of, I believe, and I'm sure if anyone's listening, they'll I believe it was right around the time it was actually starting. Because that's that's kind of an iffy situation, man. Do you want to be dating the boss's daughter? Would me? you date sure, the boss's daughter? Of course, I'm the boss, so I'll date my own. Wait a minute, I just opened a paradox. <laughs> if you weren't your own boss, would you date the boss? Sure, I date anybody who popped into my head. I don't really? Care. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I I'd be really hard for me to do. Now you should no, I haven't had a boss more than like three years of my entire life, so I don't really think like that necessarily. But I'm a nice guy. I'd be you are a very boyfriend nice. for somebody or other, even the boss's daughter. I'd be like, hey man, you want some nation stickers? And the boss would be like, fuck you, not at all. I'm like, oh, all right, well, I guess me and your daughter are leaving. Well, I tried. Yeah, you know, I tried. exactly. All right, we're going to take a quick time out in the Real Life Podcast. Majot Swanye brought to you by Finn in Canada. In the last 20 minutes, they've actually found uh, more 100,000 parts. So Bless their hearts. Out. They are just not stopping. They are working hard. Unbelievable. Finn in Canada. It's late, and you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day, and tomorrow bright and early, you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat pots at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that pot just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today. Parts.cat.com We are back on the Real Life Podcast. It's a two-man show. Michelle and Wanya. Kind of yeah. like the two-man show. Oh, yeah. We're doing great, I think. I miss bag milk, but this is really... We're spacious. Yeah. Like my I'm spread out right now. I can now. spin. My I, I can man-spread from here to eternity. You and, have been spinning this oh, entire time. Oh, I've been time. spinning and spinning and spinning. Uh, we should probably talk a little bit about something. As Did you know the Oilers have a pretty good young player named Connor McDavid? Uh, yeah. yeah. I went to the game last yes. night and freaked out because the line for jerseys looked like the line for bathrooms in the playoffs. <laughs> Connor last night, so I, I love him obviously more than I could love a human baby, but I love how he's in the preseason. He's like, I'm not scoring. I'm going to dish to guys you've never heard of and let them score. But like, how does he even come up with that plan in his head? I have no, his his mind operates so much quicker than any of ours. He didn't skate more than 25%, and he was still the best player on the ice last night. I watched him at one point go behind his own net, get a pass sort of in the, you know, the, the dead zone in between the two face-off dots, skate the middle. He stopped skating at center ice and still somehow accelerated pass guys. Like he was, he was glide accelerating. Oh, it isn't man. even a thing. It's, oh, he's good. It's nuts what he can do. And again, he's still 20 years old. Yeah. Getting bigger and just 
just wait till he's maybe two or three years old. Oh my god! Right, like it's expectations. I've been at training camp uh, a few times, and the scrimmage is some of the most exciting stuff that I, I'm fortunate enough to get to watch. One of the scrimmages I saw, he basically took the puck behind the net, looked to his left, looked to his right. You could pretty much almost see him shrug and then skate end to end while going through about nine players. Like it was unbelievable. Like there's no one watching. He was just kind of. It was like the best beer league game you've ever seen. Oh, man. Just happened to have Connor McDavid on right now. Last like, night, I mean, obviously it's a split squad game. It's the Flames yeah. and who really cares and whatnot. But like Beating Calgary twice is nice, though. Super nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like, fantastic. I'll never turn down a win, even preseason. Yeah. But like you get the impression that they wanted to be 12 nothing. it oh, would yeah. have been. Yep, absolutely. And I think that, well, now that there's expectations on this team, it's yeah. the first time in a long time, man. Like, counting down the days to regular season, with expectations, New Jersey. You mentioned the New Jerseys. Do you like the New Jerseys? I love the New yeah. Jerseys, but I would. They could make the jerseys see through, and I'd be like, Anyone? I'll take a hundred yeah. of them. Yay! Are you gonna? Have you already bought your Condors lineup too long? Uh, oh, I've got one coming. Okay. Yeah, so I was gonna go buy a little one for my nephew last night ah, and get him go. in there because I don't want him walking around in a one-year-old Connor McDavid jersey. No, 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 no. You're in the same boat as me. Isn't it great to be an uncle the and best. you could just spoil, just buy them shit, and you don't have to do anything no. after? And you're a hero, oh, right? Yeah. Like that's the coolest thing the about best. it is you get to be a fun uncle, right? So how funkle? Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, do you have nieces or nephews? Uh, three nephews. Three nephews. Uh, I know. Ages? Uh, hopefully, they're not listening. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> two. Wow. And like two months. Well, the two month old's not listening. No, I, he might. No, wow. Yeah, kids so, that age are impressionable. Yeah. And oh, the, it's the, great fun. I think though, we've talked about it earlier on podcast earlier a few episodes ago. My one eight year old, he lives in Winnipeg. Yeah. And didn't want to be an Oilers fan right. until two years ago. Now he's right. the biggest Oilers fan in Manitoba. So they all so, live in Winnipeg. Uh, no, uh, one brother lives there, and the other brother lives here. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, so you can see the younger folks a little bit more yeah, often. All often, yeah. And I've made sure to make sure they're properly decked out in the Oilers gear. Like, and seriously, like, Uncle Majo. Well, they wouldn't yeah. call you that. Wouldn't make no, no sense. They don't. But uh, <laughs> he works on the radio, and he's best friends with Milan Lucic, and they get all goo goo eyed or what? Pretty much. Yes. Uh, yeah. I wish I was best friends with Milan Lucic. The best. I think I talked about it last week, but I saw I walked past Lucic at UFC. That is a large human being. Really? He is a bear. Like, I don't know how he fits through regular door frames. Really? Like, he is just, anyone that's seen Lucic, like, just nodding gear walking around, he is massive. Well, I remember when they brought him out in front of the half-built arena, and it looked like he was wearing equipment under his jersey. <laughs> I'm like, why is he wearing, oh my god, those are his muscles. You know what, he, he's like Jaws from James Bond. He's like, or Happy Gilmore, the guy who, yeah. Shooter McGavin, hits the ball up. Like, yeah. that's the size of Milan Lucic. Just a beast. Yeah. I remember last year, people would be like, oh, Milan, he's grumpy, and Milan not happy, and blah, blah, blah. I don't want him to be happy. No. I don't want him like wheeling around like, yay, everything's fantastic. No. You want him on the ice looking grumpy and not happy because then guys get hurt yep. and it's not Connor. The season coming up of the show, who would I like to talk to? I would love to talk to Luch. Mm-hmm. I would love to talk to the Nuge. These don't scare me now. I've talked to Everly and Smitty. I think they would be two really interesting dudes to talk to. Just I think not so. even necessarily like I want to hear the Nuge actually say some stuff. And it's he would probably, like, thing is, Nuge has matured in front of all of our eyes now. Right? Uh, his like, neck has tripled in girth over the I summer. Know. If that's a sign of maturity, I yes. Know. He, he just, just look, well, he's a man. Like, we've seen, oh, we yeah. saw all these players kind of grow up in front of us. So, yeah. what, who, would you be more nervous for one or the other? Oh, equally, I would have be debilitatingly nervous. I'd go and get some sort of an intravenous drip 24 hours <laughs> beforehand. Uh, I'd like to talk to the Nuge about his racehorses. Uh, that would be pretty cool. Right? Very like, interesting. What the hell? And, like, the Nuge growing up had hard times, eh? Really? He couldn't, he didn't play minor hockey, I think for one year because he couldn't afford it. Holy smokes. Yeah. And then to go from like that to this contract, I think would be like a really interesting thing to talk about because I feel like guys like that, they're going to do one of two things when they start getting paid. They're going to wig out 
and buy yeah. a Lambo and weld it to a Ferrari and drive around a Ferrari bow. <laughs> <laughs> or they're going to go the other way and be like, I've saved every penny I've ever had, right? Oh. And if the Nuge is buying racehorses and that stuff, like, cool. what are you, Scarface? What are you doing, Nuge? <laughs> Who has racehorses in this day and age? And then Lucic, I'd just like to be like, has anybody, like, ever tried to hit you with a tire iron and bent the tire iron and, like, other assorted Hulk questions? Because... He is, like, a superhero, really. Yeah. He's, like, the he's Luke Cage, really. Well, it's funny, right? Because, like, I don't know if you saw the photo where, oh, you must have, you were at UFC in the media row, but, like, there was a photo of a bunch of Oilers lined up. Mm-hmm. They're like, hi, everybody, and, you know, it's me, it's Mark Fain, and whatever the hell. Yeah. Some of the Oilers, you could meet them in the street and not even know that That's they're Oilers, weird. right? But then there's guys like Lucic, where you're like, what is this monster of a human being in front of me? I think that's really interesting. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the Roxy, though. Do you have any good Roxy stories off the top of your head? <laughs> yeah, I, got I, I, I think you do I've judging got a couple by of good Roxy stories uh, I don't the one fellow would probably would never listen to this podcast but yeah it's an interesting I feel like every time I'm out of town everything's so exciting yeah like I could go to Red Deer and someone be like hey man can you go to the Safeway and get me milk I'd be like yeah but it's a Red Deer Safeway <laughs> right and I'm like super jacked everything's up. slightly different exactly than my so like every time I go out anywhere on the road it's like the most exciting night in the world, right? I'm like, oh my God. So like when I go to Roxy, that's an institution, right? Like I know that that's like the original iron horse of Vancouver. So I always walk through the doors just expecting magic. The fact that Roxy has a rug. Oh, bought, like this is a nightclub in Vancouver that yeah. holds what? Five, 600 people? Probably. And they have a rug for a floor. And just think about the stuff that has been spilled on that rug. Man. And I'm like a buddy of mine's a manager. He's formerly mm-hmm. from Edmonton. And I asked him, I'm like, why do you guys have a rug in here? He's like, you don't even want to see what's under the rug. Oh, I'm like, oh man. I had a, a friend of mine who used to live in Vancouver, and he told me a story once how he went in. This was probably early 2000s, and he went in for, he claims to have just a quiet drink. Sure, in a nightclub. Of course so you he, do. He goes in, and he looks to his left. This is when the Grizzlies were still in Vancouver. Oh, so he looks no. to his left, and he realizes that I think the Rockets were in town, so Charles Barkley came into the bar that night. Oh, yeah. And then the BC Lions showed up with the Grey Cup. <gasps> so he said... After a couple, and I look over, and I look to my left, and I see Charles Barkley drinking out of the Grey Cup. You can't drink out like, of that, Sir Charles. You didn't earn the Grey Cup. Those are the types of things you see at the Rocks. Really? Oh, yes. I don't have any stories like that. Oh, buddy. It's it's a magical place, the Rocks. I had a 22. I'll just give a summation of my story because it's funny. But I had a, a little buddy of ours who I think he was like on in Victoria going to school, and we wheeled into Vancouver. I'd come and meet us, and he took the ferry over or whatever. And we're at the Roxy, and a cougar snatched him up like an eagle snatching up a little animal and took him away and he just sort of like waved back at us sadly and then i went to the toilet in the hotel room at maybe three in the morning and i'm doing my pee and i look over and he's sleeping in the bathtub (laughs) it must have been later five in the morning i'm like what happened to you where'd you get home and he's just like i hate cougars and he rolled over no sheets no pillow he's just sleeping bare bathtub I'm like, come on out. You can come and sleep in one of the big boy beds with one of us. Blah, that's, blah, blah. That's the Roxy. Vancouver right Cougars, man. They are a different breed. We got to get your buddy who works at the Roxy on because I'm sure he has seen. We can change his voice, change his name. You know, like when you watch those crime shows. It. You know, when, they, when you watch those crime shows and they change the voice. Yeah, they yeah, also, yeah, we can yeah. do that with him. If he, got, he got in a brawl there and took a, uh, like a rocked glass to the eye oh. and almost lost his eye oh. in the name of the Roxy. Like, that's some heavy duty stuff. Got but really- Lucci's getting fights outside like being a bar manager is not an easy job no it is not at all like i envy them just the hours alone are yeah. crazy and just all the stuff you have to put up with oh, like craziness. that that that's nuts craziness like i managed a bar when i was 19 
And was, it, I, was it on the PP Islands, like Bag Melt? No, 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 here okay. in Edmonton. Really? Yeah, the original brew house. Really? Yeah, I was one of the guys who started at the Canadian brew house back in the day. Where was the original? I was in it for eight eight months, and then I got out. 156th Street, 111th Avenue. Is it still there, that one? Uh, no, no, it's not uh, O2's now, I think. Oh, really? Did yeah, not know but that. Like, the only bar we could afford was in a shady area of town. Mm-hmm. And so I would work there with my partners. And then in those days, like there was no bar watch and like you'd never call the cops on your own bar because it was like the snitch code. Right. <laughs> but like Hell's, Hell's Angels West. would come in with their vests on and I'd have to go over there and I'm 19. And even though I'm quite large now and studly, 19 year old Wanya was not in a position to tell anybody what to do. No. Much less a Hell's Angel. And I just, Holy yeah, man. So like bar managers have it hard. Yeah. They, they are doing the Lord's work right now. Well, yes, yes, I suppose. So Mo- we could have him in. He could talk. Oh, yeah. I'm learning so much about you, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Wanya, this is your life. Yeah. Right. From Mexico to managing bars to, you are the most interesting man. You are that like, is not true. I think you are. No, man. no. Really? And you're the, you're very humble. No. Yeah, well, yeah, that. <laughs> so we want to finish with something that's very exciting. Yes. We're yes. talking nerd show here. We don't have bag milk here to bring the cool yes. portion up. It's just us normal guys left behind. Star Trek Discovery. Oh. It's been, what, baby. what, 12 years since we've had a new Star Trek on the air? Like a so what was the last one? The Scott Bakula one? Enterprise, yeah, yes. Of course. That wasn't bad. No, it had its moments. There's some good episodes. There's some bad ones. And that was set sort of in the time continuum. Pro- it was sort of like 100 years from now. Type yes, thing. basically. It was way before the original... The, the original series. They're still flying around with wonky spacecraft. Yeah, yeah. And... Their, their uniforms actually look like NASA jumpsuits, kind of yeah. like a little different. So yeah. this new one apparently takes place a decade before the original series. Okay. So that's from what I understand. So it's still technically a prequel. Right. But it's kind of just right before. Discovery, it's called. Yeah, Star Trek yeah, Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. And, and, and is it all unknown actors? I believe so. Okay. I believe so. And I think they'll... I think it's usually what Star Trek has done, right? They've kind of casted, except for Scott Bakula. So I was just going to say, yeah. like, one of my beefs with that Enterprise one was, like, you got the guy from Quantum Leap yes. to be the captain of the Enterprise. You can't be the captain of the Enterprise if you've got Ziggy and you're able to travel through time. Because I was always waiting for him to, like, jump out of that oh. alternate universe. God, I love Quantum Leap. I don't know if he ever even dropped saying, like, oh, boy, on Enterprise. I'm sure no. I have a buddy who watches because he's on NCIS New Orleans or something right now, and he watches it just to see if Scott Bakula will say anything from Quantum Leap. That's which is such a, lot a of good commi- show. It's a lot of commitment, though. Quantum such Leap, such a good show. Oh, I, I, we could do an hour on oh Quantum my God. Leap. I, I used to love Quantum Leap as a little kid. One of the greatest theme songs of all time, by the way, is Quantum Leap. Yeah, of course. Like it's up there. But yeah, yeah. Scott Bakula is doing the two time track or two space time continuum show. He was a decent captain, but he was good. It's just for me, he was he was the guy from Quantum Leap, yeah. right? And it was hard as a child to like reconcile the two. So the new show. Yeah. Is ten years before like the original Enterprise. Yes. yes. Captain so, Kirk's Enterprise. Yeah, so Captain Kirk is probably Yeah, a teenager probably in this universe. Awesome. So debuts this Sunday. And I'm just looking forward to having something it's been a long time since you've had Star Trek yes, on TV. Man. I agree. And so like of the director world, is anybody big helping with the original ones? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I feel like the things shows do now is like when um Boardwalk Empire had Scorsese direct uh, the yeah. pilot. You're like, oh man, is this ever amazing? Well, uh, the Orville just debuted this week. Seth MacFarlane's kind of sci-fi show. I don't know anything about this. It's basically it's kind of his idea for Star Trek. It's like uh it's the next generation, but with dick and fart jokes. It's basically it's a comedy space show. Basically, yeah. It's like your Galaxy Quest. Man, if you invented Family Guy, you can just do whatever you want. And eh? that was directed by John Favreau, who did the Iron Man movies. And John Favreau, he's the guy from Swingers, right? Yes. 
that's like been small, medium, large, extra large, medium, small, extra large, size. small, medium. He was also, oh, what was it? I think he was Pete in Friends. He wanted to be the UFC fighter. He was dating Monica. Right, right, he right. Was into he was super Uf- rich. Yeah. But he, oh, yeah. And he was into UFC like way before UFC was oh, even a thing. So, that, so he directed the Orville. And just looking at the pilot right now, David Seymour directed it. Don't know that guy. No, let's see what else he's done. This is going to be exciting. So is it going to be, was it CBS? CBS, yes. Space here in Canada. Space. I don't even know what channels anymore you have to remember when there was like a reasonable number of channels and you had like a one in 70 chance of finding your show. Yep. And now it's like, oh, you want to watch Big Brother After Hours? It's on pop. I'm like, what device do I watch it CBS on? Like my smart access. toaster? How do I? CBS. Oh, yeah, so, boy. So that's coming Sunday. And, and have they told us anything about the world it's in? I saw the preview and it was very exciting. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to, I have, I've been trying to stay as spoiler free as i possibly can interesting i find commercials and trailers they just almost show you the entire movie entire show now these days so i'm trying to go in with a clean mind yeah all i know is it's taken way too long to have a new star trek on the air with the amount of ways we can watch stuff with your netflix yeah uh on man all that so which star trek did you love the most i was gonna ask you that question but probably like i think everyone says tng everyone that wasn't around for the original probably says the next generation i don't know anything about it but i distinctly remember watching the pilot for star trek voyager when that was aired, and I, that Voyager's got a special place for yeah. me. Also, when, when you know when DS9 brought in like Worf, like hey, I know that guy. Yeah, and they yeah, brought him they on. They were failing first. in the ratings. Yeah. And they had to bring back Michael Dorn. Yeah. So uh, honestly, the all the three TNG, DS9, and Voyager, all near dear my heart, but probably DS9 was turn. cool because they like brought in O'Brien from oh, the show, Chief O'Brien. But yeah, but the thing with the space station was everything had to come to them. Yeah, very true. Whereas, like, with the Enterprise, you're always chasing after shit and blowing stuff up. Whereas this, like, oh, there's a trade dispute in the quadrant again. Like, <laughs> and then they opened up a wormhole to try and bring people uh, in. Yeah. Everything they got the runabout. Uh, yes. And then they would go chasing shit. By that point, I'd already checked out. There's a, and it went seven seasons, man. All TNG, DSN, and Voyager all went seven seasons. Well, Next Generation, to me, is one of the best shows of all time. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And to the point that every Christmas, me and Bingo Fuel, the guy who helped me start out the nation... We get together every Christmas and we watch an old episode of Star Trek. We start talking about it in Halloween. Like, what are we going to watch this year? And we do alternate commentary because he does a wicked Picard imitation. And I don't, but I try. And, like, I love Star Trek. Like, the episodes where the Borg came. Yep. That to me is like probably the greatest television ever. There was the season finale. Cliffhanger, man. Picard walks out as Locutus of Borg. And right now, the three girls listening are like, this podcast sucks. (laughs) All they're they're talking about is shit. I thought they were going to interview Lucci. Delete. But when he came out as the Borg, I was like, oh, my God, great eight me. He's about to whatever. That was one of, like, the first cliffhangers I ever experienced watching TV. That and Who Shot Mr. Burns were two of the biggest cliffhangers. That was a letdown of the millennium. Yeah, absolutely. That but that was kind of pre-internet, right? Like, what the hell is going on? He's but a I, Borg now? Yeah. I, and I feel like Next Generation, like, a ta- remember back in the day when you'd, like, learn a lesson watching a TV absolutely, show? Man. And there was, like, TGIF. Were you too little for TGIF? No, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. You had your or Urkel, your family matters. And you'd, like, have a laugh, and we'd all learn a little bit about humanity and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. I felt like Star Trek Next Generation was teaching you, like, crazy lessons about, yeah. like, you know, tolerance and Absolutely, the future man. and, like, the Klingons being, like, super rage-filled but also had, like, a strict code of honor. Yep. And, like, it was just it was a very interesting show to watch, whereas the later ones are more about special effects and shit. Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, had yeah. a vision of kind of what he wanted the future to be. And, yeah, like, it's... I, I've made this joke before, LeVar Burton, yeah, first, well, it was before my time, but he was in Roots, yeah. so he taught me about my heritage. Sure. He was in Reading Rainbow. Taught us how to read. So he taught me how to read, yeah. and then he taught me that the future could be pretty cool. 
yeah. in uh, Star Trek. So that's big fan. The, the the character development that they would do in those shows, though, like I honestly believe once we're spacefaring, and this is one thing I'm very nerdy and interested about, and blah blah blah. I feel like if we travel far enough, we will find like the Romulans, right? Oh, I hope because so. that's like the structure of how your brain, my brain at least, like contemplates the universe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. It's like yeah, if we do find aliens out there, some will be nice to us, some will try and trade with us, some will try and fuck us up, some will have cloaking devices. Oh. We won't know where they are. Oh, but they leave a tachyon field. Oh, you can always man. track a cloaking device in the tachyon field. Oh, God damn it. Oh, this is a good podcast. Uh, do you like so? We're obviously TNG fans. Do you have a favorite movie from the original cast? Because I just watched Star Trek Four. The one yeah. where they go to San Francisco with yeah. the whales and the That's mom a tough from Seventh one. Heaven. <laughs> And like Spock's on the bus, and he's like trying to hide his ears with, and uh, shit. with the bandana. Yeah, yes. yeah. Well, all of so the new Star Treks are interesting. I mean, how much time do we have? We're good. Oh, we're, 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 yeah, we're fine. No way. I'm Ramaclean. Okay, You're great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, new Star Trek's really interesting, right? Because J.J. Abrams made them. Yes. And J.J. Abrams, there's a there's a 30 second story, but it's an interesting story. So he started out and he did Felicity. Right. Remember the curly haired gal. Before that, he also did the movie regarding Henry with Harrison Ford and Forever Young with Mel Gibson. He, he wrote both those movies. Damn, he's a talent. When he dude. was Jeffrey Abrams. But anyways, yes. He Jeffrey started, yeah, Abrams. That's, that was his name before, oh, before JJ. But anyways, that's so cooler when you went to JJ. Good job, Jeffrey. Well, so yeah, so he he's doing Felicity, and they say to him, um, you know, we'd like you to do more like feature films. And we'd like you to reboot Mission Impossible. And he's like, no. And they had to go back and forth and this and that and the other. And apparently his conditions for doing Mission Impossible, I think it was three. He That's when he went, went back. Yeah. He's like, I want to do a Star Trek movie. And they're like, no, you can't because Mrs. Roddenberry, the widow, doesn't <laughs> want any more movies. And so he does Felicity. He does Mission Impossible, reboots. Then he goes and does Lost. And Lost is now moving into more like sci-fi type shit. Yeah. And he says, I want to do a Star Trek movie. And they say no. And so then he, I can't remember what movie he did. But they gave him the chance to go talk to the widow Roddenberry. Mm -hmm. And he went and said to her, I know you don't want to do shows. I know movies, rather. I understand that. But I just want to tell you about some of the things that I, as a big fan, want to know about. And I really want to know about, like, why is Bones called Bones? Right? And, and the Kobayashi Maru, which I don't know if you remember how oh, big yeah. of a nerd you are, right? Yeah. But they make an offhanded reference in one Star Trek, uh, original Rath Star Rath Trek. Khan, isn't it? Well, they make a reference in a show. Oh, okay. And then they bring it up in the movie. Okay. About how there was like this test at the, at the Starfleet Academy that had never been beaten. Of how you handle the, un, unwinnable, the unwinnable situation. situation. Yeah. And then in two, they talk about how he cracked in and, and, and it, yeah. hacked it up. Kirk did. And uh, then Spock spazzes at him for cheating. But they talk about that in the one that JJ did too and like put more flesh on that story. And that's really interesting, right? So the interesting thing is so he does Star Trek. It works out great. Then, he, then Disney wants him to do Star Wars. And the CEO of Disney goes for lunch with them, and he's like, we need you to do Star Wars. And he's like, I can't. Why? I already did Star Trek. You can't do Star Trek and Star Wars. And apparently, this article I was reading, the guy broke down and was like, listen, we're terrified we're going to fuck this up. Right? Yep. Darth Vader works for Mickey Mouse. This is fucked up. Yep. Like, we need somebody awesome to do it. And the fact that he was able to go and reboot both those franchises. So, to your earlier question, what was the best movie? Like, I like the J.J. Abrams ones. Just like I like Lost. I like all the work that he's done. But to me, the old ones are the best. Oh, yeah. Just watching just that crew. Just just watching them all age together yeah. as well, right? Yeah. You can watch Shatner put the pounds on oh, yeah. as the movies go on He's and on a and machine, on. hey? He is, man. How is that guy, like, what is he, like, 83? He's in town this weekend, too. What? Edmonton Comic Expo. No way. The Shad is in town. And where's he from? Like Winnipeg? Or no, he's Spock was from Winnipeg. He's Canadian, though. Shatner's yeah, yeah, yeah. Canadian. Yeah. They both were. Really? 
And like, I feel, I don't know if you've ever seen like behind the scenes photos of Star Trek, how they're looking to the view screen, but then you see what they're looking at and there's nothing. Yeah. Like I genuinely feel as a little kid, you know, you're little, you can't do anything. You have to stay at home all the time. Like I was in space with those guys. Yes. And I was like on away missions and I was so jacked up to watch those shows when I was a little kid that it'll just always hold a special place in my heart. Did you ever have a crush on any of the TNG Of course, what am I, an idiot? Of course I had a crush on Beverly Crusher. She could bring me back to life any day. Beverly Crusher and Deanna Troy, man. Oh yeah. And Deanna Troy is aged like titanium I she went, looks amazing i went to see at calgary comic expo gosh it was maybe five years ago they had the entire tng crew together again even tasha yar was there going <gasps> way back what the hell's her name in real life she had a flames toque on so it's not important oh wow it yeah, was in a calgary. tough one yeah, yeah but yeah. it was cool to see they them. killed her off and then they regretted it and yeah tried to keep bringing her back as a romulan clone of herself and that's what she kind of talked about like she apparently didn't know it was going to happen either until you get the script like oh Remember the? Have you ever seen the episode where she dies? I that, haven't. No, oh, it's like a like a oil ball plops out of a pond and kills her. And you're really? like, really? Nobody dies on away missions except for the guy wearing the different red, colored the uniform. The red shirt, man. Yeah, the red shirt. Yes. Oh, one of the quick like, notes. Morph, Data, Ensign Jones to the transporter. Ensign Jones, like, no chance of making it out of this thing alive. I like how like J.J. Abrams is a fan, clearly of Star Trek. In Huge. The, yeah. In like the first one he did, I think there was a note to the red shirt when Kirk and Spock on a mission, and the red shirt's like, "Yeah, let's go!" And he clearly jumps out first, like all oh, that red shirt. Oh yeah, he's <laughs> going. Going down, like if right. you're in Starfleet Academy and they're like, "Oh, Lieutenant Majo or Ensign," in this instance, oh, yeah. you'd be just starting out. Like, here's your uni, and it's a red one. You're like, "Oh man, my life expectancy is short." Yes, absolutely. So to wrap this up, Star Trek Discovery this Sunday. This Sunday, man, it's gonna be sweet. So this is the pilot episode. Pilot episode, and and we don't know anything about it. I'm sure people do, but I don't. Know yeah, if you don't know, yeah, I don't no, know because I don't know anything about anything. What a time in your life, man! You have Connor McDavid back on the oh, ice. Man, it's New a golden Star era. Trek. It's a golden era. Like, there's so Apps much on going phones on. that can oh, tell man. you where to meet chicks. What's left? What's left to invent, Mash? Well, I think there was a new Star Trek series, and they did it. So yeah. here we are. Best. I wonder what Connor thinks of Star Trek. You think he watches Star Trek? I'll ask him next time I see him. Like, hey, by the way, Connor. So I'm starting to do digging now that I'm here more, mm-hmm. and I'm going around town to all my little sources that I have, and I'm being like, how's Connor McDavid in real life? Everything is just coming back stellar, hey? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this guy is an institution at the age of 20, the likes of which, like, you see Joffrey Lupel, like, making vague snowboarding references on Instagram and shit like that. Yeah. Our Connor is, like, head of state put together. He's a, obviously a very smart kid, and he's also been in the spotlight since he was 14, 14- 15 years old. He was right? the smartest guy in junior. Did you know that? Really? Did yeah. you win the Scholastic Award? Yes. Really? Yes. Oilers have a, I think Darnell Nurse also won that as well. Did he really? I believe I believe he did. Yeah. It's a good, good award to win. Like, Connor's so smart. He is, he is so... It's almost like they put Connor McDavid together in a factory. I'm, isn't yes. It? Like yes. They, he is... He is data. Yeah, he is data. <laughs> and and you know, so I'm like doing my digging. I'm like, mm-hmm. so what do you think? What do you hear? What do you know? What do you hear? And we'll just say with other Oilers, they didn't stand up well to that scrutiny. I was so relieved a year and a half into his career to hear that he's just super nice and he's doing things behind the scenes and he's very courteous with everybody. Uh, He's not a pussy. No. Like, he's not just, like, smiling idiot everywhere. Like, I don't know if you saw the UFC when he gave a real smile when he was on camera. Like, that just warms the cockles of my cold, dead heart because he's not fake. Right? And you know some guys, you can put them on camera and they're just like, like, um, uh, Brooks-like. (laughs) <laughs> Brooks like and I have beef because I picked him every year in Bloody Nation's draft, not knowing he was like heavily injured. And <laughs> now I watch him on Twitter and I watch him on social media, married to Julianne Huff. And like, I don't think that guy's ever told us what he thinks. He about married to Julianne Huff, really? Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah. And now it's like, oh, I'm on Dancing in the Stars or whatever the hell it is, right? I feel like Connor isn't fake. Yeah. I feel like he's a yeah. real dude, but like, you know, 
all the years he had Grant Busetti, he grew up in the spotlight. And when he's 14 years old and all the little kids want to go do something and he goes and drinks the pink and does push-ups. And then everybody in their 16 wants to go to a house party and he goes home and drinks a protein shake and does pull-ups. He was getting ready to win us cups that whole time. Absolutely. And that is just shock of shocks. While we were here, me sitting here waiting for, you know, uh, Justin Schultz to turn his life around or waiting for Eric Cole to be our gun. Our hero of heroes was 14, working his way up through the ranks. I'm so jacked for this new season to come. Mm. Well, the story that he's told, like he told his parents at a young age, like, I want to go to this school because I want to be like Sidney Crosby. I want to do this. And he knew that at like a super young age. Like, Have you read the Conor McDavid effect? I haven't, no. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, there's funny stories. I kind of feel bad for Connor, but not that bad. But, like, he used to line up all his little dolls to watch him play, like, eraser hockey. And his mom came downstairs and was like, what the hell is all this? He's like, that's the crowd. <laughs> and then when he'd have little kids over in the basement to play hockey, he'd make them all stand and sing Oh Canada. <laughs> like, yes, Connor. Yes, exactly. Uh. He'd go to his brother's games, Cam's games, force himself into the dressing room, and then listen to the coach give his speech. And then he would sit in the stands ramrod straight watching the game listening to what the coach said what kind of kid does that man oh, that is... kid, he's a savant and it's very true yeah. right and it's interesting that he has both the mental game and also the physical toolkit to yeah. be able to do that because you can be the strongest mental guy in the world if you're five foot six and 102 pounds it isn't going to matter no, absolutely. but like to have his physical toolkit and his mental game like man it's all worked out so good it's worked out so good. He's on the front of NHL 18. I never in my life, I don't play games like that because there's yep. too many buttons, but like never in my life that I think I'd see an Oiler on the cover of that game. And I have very high hopes. And not, this isn't just like a local cover either. Like they've had a couple, like I think Eberly was on like an Edmonton cover a couple times. Oh, is that smart EA? Good job. Yeah, but this is like league-wide. Oh, yeah. Connor on the front. Oh, my God. It's very exciting. So what jersey do I want to get, Mash? Oh, I don't know. Yes. Connor McDavid? I wonder. You'll probably get a couple, aren't you? I got to think. Oh. Of, so the thing I did with my Connor McDavid jersey originally was when they won the lottery, mm -hmm. I called up a local sporting goods store and said, I need a McDavid with a C on it and they're like we can't we have strict orders we can't blah 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 I'm like come on they're like no like, come on no and i went down I'm like i'm serious man like i need this so i had a mcdavid jersey with a captain c on i was brave i was a visionary yeah. match i knew Connor mcdavid what? was going to be a good player a good oh guess. yeah what a limb to go out on but i'm trying to think of like how i can have so i'm proud of that jersey because it's like the first one of the c on it yeah. i know that in the whole world everybody has a Connor mcdavid jersey this one's unique it's hard to do that again yeah, like really, what would you... Well, I was trying to think, like, he didn't win a Mem Cup. No. Because if he did, what I was thinking of doing is putting the Mem Cup patch on there. Ooh. But he didn't win one. Oh. Ooh, what, what patch could you put on? Yeah. That's the interesting it's thing. It's a hard one, right? Because I don't even think he won the O. There was a lot of patches on the jersey last year. You had the inaugural season. Yeah. You had the NHL 100. And That's even... cool in the arm the how sleep. they have that. That was eh? very cool, actually. And even the year before that, they had the Farewell Rexall play. So the Oilers have been patched up. Patch City. Quite regularly. Well, what could be the next patch? What's their next anniversary? They had a 30 patch on their shoulder. Is it yeah. 40 coming up? 40, 40 would be, years? what, 76? No, 2016 would have been 40. I have a... Uh, 50. Getting off. We... I have a 25th anniversary, third jersey, with that patch. Oh, Igor yeah. Ulanov. Ooh. The pain threshold of a corpse. Said the Edmonton Journal. I have a 25th anniversary Igor and a 30th anniversary Jason Strudwick jersey. Oh, there's a dude who sits in games, maybe 10 rows in front of me, and he's got a Strudwick jersey. Yes. And I always was like, see you later, Mr. Strudwick. And he's like, I'm not related. Like, whatever you say, Mrs. Strudwick, <laughs> bye. You have a Strudwick uh, jersey. That's gangster. I think it's myself and his wife are the only people. And that guy that sits in front of you at games are the only people that probably have them.
That's nice. You're a good dude. I try. He's a very charming man, isn't he? Yeah, actually, he's a very, very charming. He's a good dude. He does his job. We should get him back on soon. Yeah. Well, they're just so busy. Apparently, yeah. they're on the radio for 20 hours a week. I, I have no idea. I know. I know. Lousy celebrities always bigging up, big upping poor little podcast. I feel like we've gone all over. We've, we've done talked. a great job. I think so. Who as well. says we need help? No, we don't. We, we don't, don't need, need anybody. Help. Screw, screw bag milk. will be married. Yeah. We'll, so no we'll one's screwing bag milk now because he's married. <laughs> That's hey, not oh. happening. Thank you. Uh, next week we'll hopefully recap Star Trek Discovery. I can't wait. Can't wait. We're getting closer to the regular season. We're going to be another few more games in the preseason. I'm getting regular season drunk this weekend of both games. Maybe you'll have a patch on your jersey by the next time we're here. I'll probably have a jersey. Yes. And it'll just have like kisses that I put on my own lips with lipstick and I kissed it all. And you're like, that's stupid. That's not even cool. Uh, I will say in closing, you know what's going to be great is in like three years when the Oilers and the Seattle Flames have a split squad game, (laughs) but they still play in the saddle because it's still there. They do a split squad game. I I can't wait to see that in two or three years. It's going to be great. What we should rant about next show, let's make a mental note, is the bloody old arena getting knocked down. Yeah, that's... Oh my! Well, it's not. We don't know if it's going to knock down. It's shutting down. Well, they're saying they're going to knock it down. Really? They're going to pull it down. They're going to build an agricultural innovation center. They're going to come in like a wrecking ball. Oh my god! Wow, a lot of good memories in there. We'll get to some of those uh, next week. We got to get some seats out of that old barn. We do, man. Yeah. We do. We yeah. do. All I was, right. I would sit in that. Well, next week. It's been fun, man. What a great show! Real life brought to you by Feeding Canada. Over 1.7 bajillion parts to serve you. It's Feeding Canada. Tweet us if you love wrestling. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage of the French Open begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.